testimony of a story of what happened two summers ago and uh, at the time uh, I went through a crazy summer things did not go as I planned and things weren't always fun at all but by the end of the summer um, so many things had happened and I just felt so overwhelmed by everything that went on I guess I'm not swallowing the mic yet um, by the end of the summer I felt so overwhelmed by everything that had gone on and I knew that um, I didn't want to forget everything that happened, so I sat down and I wrote the story of my summer. And by the time I finished, I had eight pages single-spaced of everything that had happened, everything that got it done. And uh, then, and since then, I've known that, that it's a testimony that I should share. And so Paul has given me this opportunity to kind of share that story and what I learned through it. Um, by February of that year, my plans for the summer were perfect. I had everything figured out. Uh, I had a dream job lined up that I was going to work. Um, I was working. I was going to work for an organization where I would um, plan and prepare lunches for kids, and also have the opportunity to teach the kids about cooking and nutrition, which um, you know someday I want to teach, especially women, about cooking and nutrition. So I was really excited about that opportunity. Um, some people from Communitas, Mike Carlson, Paul McKenzie, Elijah Parker, my brother, were all going to Thailand, and I was going with. And I was really excited about that, partly because Elijah and I have both traveled quite a bit, but we hadn't had the opportunity to travel together, so I was really looking forward to that trip. Um, and I was also volunteering at North Heights Church, um, the church I grew up at. I loved it. I was perfectly happy there, and I planned on just um, staying there as long as I could and just helping out. I'd also had the opportunity to go to India, and I felt uh, pretty shortly after that that I needed to stay home that summer. I figured that was just so I could focus more on the job that I had to do. In March, I found out that my pastor was leaving North Heights and would be starting a church plant. And I knew that I was called to go with him. And so that summer, I started being part of the planning committee and uh, was actually leaving North Heights for the first time. And uh, that was my change of plans number one. And that was probably the most minor. Um, at the beginning of, the May, of May, I was ready to get started. Um, I hadn't heard from the director of the organization for a while, so I emailed him. I wanted to get the meal plan started, start figuring everything out before I left for Thailand in a few weeks. And he emailed me back the next day saying that they didn't get the grant and they could no longer afford to hire me. I was supposed to start in about three weeks. So I was kind of upset about that. I didn't know what I was going to do. I was really disappointed because I'd been looking forward to that job since December. Um, all of my plans for the summer hinged on that. I needed a new job. I, I hadn't put the. I was just about to put in my notice for the job that I'd been working, and even if I'd wanted to stay there, uh, they didn't have enough hours for me to make enough money over the summer. So I needed a new job. I started sending out my my resume frantically and applications. And I I just wanted to find something before I left for Thailand, so I could come home from Thailand and start a job. I sent resumes to office jobs, churches, camps, coffee shops, restaurants, anything I could think of, anything I could find 
all over the U.S. Probably um, almost 50 applications. I even looked into connections. I had in India, Belgium, and uh, England to see if I could get a job there. And I got one interview out of all of that, and they never called me back. So after all of this, I was really getting discouraged. I was trying to figure out what in the world I was going to do to make money. But I knew that God was telling me to trust him, that he was going to work everything out. Finally, Friday night, um, the night uh, I was supposed to leave for Thailand, um, Monday morning at 4 a.m., so this was the Friday before. I finally got a call from a camp in Michigan. Lily offered me a job to work as summer staff there. I was so relieved. I finally had a job lined up. I was, you know, everything was going to be okay. I was leaving for Thailand. And then the next morning she called me back and said that uh, state law required I'd be there for training and I would be in Thailand during that time, so she couldn't hire me. So Sunday afternoon, I, uh, I knew what God was calling me toward. I had felt this for a long time. Finally, in an act of surrender that felt really foolish and t completely unwise, I put in my two-week notice at Macy's where I was working, even though that meant that when I got back from Thailand, I wouldn't have a job. And I just knew that I had to trust God that he was going to work something out. So that night, I was finally kind of, you know, I was a little nervous, but I was at ease, and I was like, okay, I'm finally going to Thailand. I can just pack, get everything ready. And uh, as I was packing, I got a call from Mike, who was leading our trip, and he had some news for me. It was not good news. Um, my passport was expired. So I, I felt really stupid because that's something you should check. You know, everything was, everything was set. I had my ticket. I was almost packed. I was ready to go. And all of a sudden, my passport was expired. And I thought it was good for 10 years, and I was good. And it turns out I'd gotten it a month too early. I got it a month before my 16th birthday, so it was only good for five years instead of ten. And I hadn't used it since I'd gone to India a year and a half earlier. So then I was really discouraged. Things were being pulled out of my hands left and right. Those are just the major things or little things along the way that I had planned and didn't work out. Um, as I sat there on the floor I, after talking to Mike, I just cried and I, I prayed and I asked God, what in the world is going on? Um, everything was being pulled out of my hands. I didn't understand. I wanted to go to Thailand. But in the middle of being sad, I had another sense. I was leaving my home church, the only church I'd ever known. I had a job set in stone that was guaranteed, yet somehow fell through. And now I, here I was four hours before leaving for the airport and ready to go on a trip that appeared to be a sure thing and that too was pulled out from under me. I just had this unexplainable sense and I knew that it was too much to be coincidence. It didn't make sense. All these things were supposed to happen and they were falling apart. Even though I was upset, I started to feel this sense of anticipation, like I was looking forward to something. But everything I had to look forward to had just been cancelled. And I just, I knew that God had to have something planned for me, and I didn't know what, but he had to remove everything else from my life first. Um, even though I was so upset that I wasn't going to Thailand, I knew that God must have a plan for my summer that was drastically different from my own plan. And even if he didn't provide a job and I was broke with nothing to do all summer, then maybe he was planning on doing something great in me and not just with me. As I sat there on the floor that night, I had... The song, Great is Thy Faithfulness, was just in my head. 
I knew that God was faithful and that he had a hand in all of this and that somehow things were going to um, work out and somehow I knew that that summer I would never forget no matter how it turned out and no matter what happened. I did some quick research online that night and decided that I would go with the team as far as we could go to our last layover in L.A. where they have a passport agency. They would go on to Bangkok ahead of me and I would um, try to uh, do a 24-hour passport renewal and catch up with them. Um, my friend Debbie lived in L.A. too, so I, I, was, I called her up and told her I, I was in L.A. and I needed a place to stay that night. And uh, I just waved goodbye as the rest of the team went on to Thailand. And I was sitting there in the airport with no money, no job. I was all alone. And on top of that, all of my luggage got sent straight through to Thailand. So I didn't even have any clothes. <laughs> I'd wait six hours for Debbie to get off work, and I just sat there praying, okay, God, you you must know what's going on. You must have something figured out. Long story short, I didn't go to Thailand. Um, I didn't know if, you know, when I was in L.A., I didn't know if in a week I'd be back in Minnesota, in Michigan, if I could still get that job, in Thailand, or still in L.A., if I could find a job there. So I called the lady from the camp to tell her that I was wasn't going to Thailand and she had a family emergency and was unreachable and so I didn't get that job either. <laughs> I went back to Minnesota and uh, I just I came back home and uh, didn't have any choice but to just trust that, that God was up to something and that was when God started to rebuild my summer. I got a call from the lady um, that I volunteered under at North Heights. She had been promoted and they needed somebody quickly to fill her position part-time over the summer. And so I, they offered me the job, they wanted me to take it, and I got that job that same week that I got home uh, without me even looking for it, without even knowing that that job was available. It was also going to pay me twice as much as if I had gone to the camp or had my original job. And it was working in the church that I loved, doing things that I loved, and it was something that I really enjoyed. On top of that, I was still a little bit bummed because I was going to be you know, working with food and teaching cooking and nutrition at the original job. I got a call from a lady named Regina at the Dwelling Place Shelter where I had sent my application. And she didn't have any jobs available, but she wanted to know if I would come and volunteer and teach the women there about cooking and nutrition. <laughs> so I got to teach these women, and that's I was really my heart is for women in those situations. And so it was even more perfect than the original opportunity that I had. On top of that, the Thailand trip was so successful, even without me, that they <laughs> decided to go back again in January, and I had the opportunity to go um, later that year in January. God had replaced everything that had been taken with things that were so much better, things I never could have planned, things I never could have found on my own. I thought that my difficult summer was finally over. There was still one thing that I was planning on. There was a guy. Oh, um, um, when we were originally talking, um, when he originally let me know that he was interested in me at the beginning of the summer, I was kind of unsure, I wasn't really ready, you know, I wanted to wait till he came back in the fall, you know, maybe then we could talk about it. And uh, over the course of the summer, though, we started emailing and talking, and I became more and more sure that this was what I wanted, that I was really excited, really waiting for him to come home so that we could start dating and that it would be great and I was just really excited. Um, this was by the end of July and I was looking forward to him coming home but I didn't tell him that I was interested. So, <laughs> um, 
In the beginning of August, out of the blue, he called me up and said I wasn't the one for him after all, and that was it. It was done. Um, after everything that happened, I thought that things were finally coming into place, finally coming together, and then this relationship that I was so excited for was pulled out of my hands as well. And that was the hardest, because that was the one thing after everything else, I was like, okay, I've gone through so much, and I'm really excited to be with this guy, like, can't wait for him to come home, and then it wasn't happening. Um, I knew that God had amazingly worked out everything else over the summer, so I just had to believe that God had a plan, and he would work it out for the better, too, just like everything else. I had to believe that even though I didn't see how it could possibly work, um, how anything could possibly be better. But by him breaking it off when he did, God worked in my life to fix things that I hadn't been able to fix on my own. One of the reasons he called it off was I wasn't being open to him, open with him. Instead of trying to get close to him through the summer, I was pushing him away, not wanting to get close. I wanted to be open, but I was holding my arm's length and was, seemed incapable of letting him in. Um, I wrote this paragraph in my paper. It said, I had closed down and had a very difficult time truly opening up to anyone. I wanted to, but somehow always had a bit of a guard up. I even had trouble being honest with myself about the way I felt at times and had a tendency to just stuff and ignore emotions I didn't want rather than accepting and dealing with them. I've struggled with this for years and I was aware of it. I just couldn't seem to move past it. Throughout the past year, I knew that God had been working in me and changing in me, but it was still a struggle. There was still some sort of stronghold I kept hitting against. Through everything that, God had, that had been happening over the summer, God had been teaching me to trust Him more and let things out of my control that I didn't realize I was holding on to. Because of everything that God was working on me, I know looking back, I wasn't ready to be in a relationship and I wasn't capable of making it the priority it needed to be. Thankfully, God works in us even when we are screwed up. Somehow, through the pain that I experienced when he broke it off, I didn't close down. I opened up to my closest friends and I didn't try to hide how much it hurt. Because for the first time in years, it was okay that it hurt. Something had happened, I wasn't okay, and that was okay for the first time. I let myself cry, I let myself take time to work through it, instead of trying to just convince myself that everything was fine, and I was fine, and I just had to go on. I wrote this, it still hurts, but for the first time it's okay. I'm not trying to convince myself and others that everything's fine, because it isn't. And I don't know how long it will take before it doesn't hurt anymore. But now, not only is it okay to hurt and to let people know that I'm hurting, but it's also okay to let people in. I no longer feel like I need to hold back. I'm not afraid of letting people in and embracing my feelings. I'm not going to hold on to this and hope that someday we can get back together. It's over and I'm working on accepting that I'm moving on. I'm just accepting that it will take time to get over and someday I won't have feelings for him and I will find another guy. Right now it's nearly impossible to imagine someone more amazing, but I know, I have to believe that there is. After everything that happened, I had this insurance, this assurance, this knowledge that God is good that I could not doubt that he was faithful. He had proven that to me through the summer. And so even though it was hard, I had this unshakable uh, knowledge that it was going, like things were, would be okay again. So God was good. I finished the paper with this paragraph. This truly has been the hardest summer I've ever had, but somehow has also been absolutely amazing. I can't explain how I feel now. I'm just awed by everything that God has done, and I'm excited to see how he continues working in me. Even though I'm still broken and hurting, in spite of everything, there is such an unshakable peace and constant reassurance that I cannot doubt that God is faithful. 
and he always will be. I want to follow his plan for me forever, even when it means I have to go through summers like this last one. Because even though the adventure is hard, it's always an adventure, and I will never trade the adventure of following God for the safest life available. Because the safest life doesn't have anywhere near the peace and reward and joy that's come with God's constant adventure. That summer... That summer, most of all, God gave me the gift of trust and faith. He is watching out for me. Not only does he have the best in store for me, but he has my best interests in store. I had totally different plans for my summer, perfect according to my ideas, but everything I'd planned was taken away. But every single thing that was taken away was replaced uh, with something better once I got to that place of letting go and trusting God with it. And God did healing work in me that summer that never would have happened if I had not come to a place of brokenness first. I hope that through my testimony I can just encourage everybody uh, to let go when things are being taken away, things are being shaken up, and to not try to hold on, but simply um, to look to God. Often it takes more than a summer to work things out, to see God's hand and the things that are happening. But when you're going through hardship, um, just pray that God would give you that, that gift of trust and of faith, that knowledge that no matter what happens, He is good and He is faithful. As for the guy that I mentioned, I was worried about two things. That God would redeem it, and that there was nobody more amazing than Him. <laughs> three, weeks, three weeks after I wrote that paper, God miraculously somehow brought us back together and we started dating. And now we've been married for six months and it's been incredible. <laughs> what do you like about this testimony? It's real. It's real. Raw. Raw, real, romantic. <laughs> it's got to start with R. <laughs> How do you like it, Josiah? I love it. You love it. <laughs> it's obvious. It's a you guys it's a great, made a great thing to see what God's done in her. More amazing than I could ever imagine, and like just to see how much she's grown, and how much we've grown together, how much I've grown, like in this whole thing, it's just been. You know what? I'm not gonna lie. I would have chosen a different road, but I think God's a little more wiser than I am, and um, it's a lot better this way. So. It's got a great ending, but it had suffering along the way, didn't it? And. Uh, our paths are marked by suffering. When we go the way of the cross, there's going to be suffering. If we don't, there's going to be more. So we want to choose to go the way of the cross. And and I really admire, Elizabeth, how you came to the point where you really let go, didn't you? You didn't have much of a choice anymore. You didn't have a choice. That was a pretty rotten summer. You know, We were feeling for you. But we're glad you won at the end. <laughs> so uh, there are people here that are saying I really want that kind of relationship and uh, let's pray together just keep your eyes open as we 
pray now. I want Elizabeth to pray. You got faith because you saw God work in a wonderful way. And uh, raise your hand if you have been broken in a relationship that really, really hurt. Lots of people. Maybe some are still broken and need to be healed. Maybe others need to have confidence that, that God sees you, that He's that He's for you, that you play on His first team, you don't ride the bench, and that when He blesses people, you're one of them. He doesn't overlook you. Some people think, well, God blesses people, I just don't happen to be one of them. Well, I think God wants to bless you like He blessed Elizabeth and Josiah. So... I just thank you for your faithfulness and your um, your knowledge of our circumstances. I thank you that you see the bigger picture and that sometimes you choose to show that to us. Mm -hmm. I just pray for all those people in here who, God, who have gone through or are going through difficult circumstances, whether it's in relationships or um, any other part of life, that you would give them the gift that you gave me, the gift of faith and of trust and of knowledge. Yeah. Through those circumstances, you would reveal yourself like they have never seen you before. That you would work in broken relationships, that you would heal people, heal people's hearts, give them that assurance that you know and that you are working in them to bring them to the relationship that is in your plan. Mm -hmm. Just ask that you would provide for people and um, even before you provide for them, that you would teach them how to seek you out and um, know your goodness and know who you are so that they can relate your goodness and your faithfulness to the circumstances that come to them. No matter whether they are um, positive or negative, um, difficult or easy, God, that they would be able to be seeing first your hand and your face and everything um, and then see the circumstances for what they are, simply worldly circumstances that you are using to bring them closer to you. I just pray that you would touch everybody and heal them. Do it. Be with them. Do it. And provide for them, God. Yeah. Give them your faith, yeah. your peace, and your assurance. In yeah. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Elizabeth, we're proud of you. Thanks for sharing. One thing we're about here is about people reaching their destiny, about people doing what God's called them to do. It's clear that Elizabeth has a calling to cook and to bless people with cooking. We've known that. We've seen it for years. And uh, so let's, let's pray that Elizabeth fulfills her destiny. As we pray for her, it could be like we're praying for you, but she's up front. Sarah's going to pray. Alright, Father, we come before you and lay our hearts bare that as Elizabeth spoke, I had a picture of just a hen and how when they are at war trying to protect their chicks that they have their wings flap and I saw people having dust all over them and we're asking that the words that Elizabeth spoke would be words that are wind just like your Holy Spirit comes with a wind and 
and shakes out the dust and blows out the dust that are on people that you're doing things in individuals here that they don't even know right now but Holy Spirit that you'd seal that upon their heart that you continue to allow their their minds and their spirits to to be in unity with you that they could walk with that confidence that you have and you're a good father and I ask for Elizabeth that you continue to have more opportunity mm-hmm. as she cooks that you said to taste and see that you are good that her cooking would minister to people's hearts and minds and even their taste buds we thank you that we we leave restaurants just so overjoyed when we ask for also conversations Jesus you ate with those that were sinners you ate with those that were righteous only by your hand though and so we're asking for <coughs> hosting to be upon her that as she hosts events that people would walk away tasting you and that you'd remind them of your goodness and we thank you that you work in all of our senses and that even now people are are being more stimulated to walk in that confidence of your spirit good okay give her a hand Hey, we've got a couple here that are getting married on Saturday. Aiden, formerly Adam, now Aiden and Mary, sitting back here. Put your hands on them, right there. I invited them to our retreat, but they said they probably wouldn't be able to make it. So, we bless Aiden and Mary. We bless their destiny. We bless them walking into their destiny now together as their destinies are merged into one and yet you have calls for them too as well, individually. Bless them as they fold their life together, become husband and wife. We pray that in a way that's unique to them that you will show us and other friends your love and your power through them, through the way they demonstrate their love. So we bless them in the final preparations <laughs> and this launching time and then the plans that you have for them out at Reading as well. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hey, if we're going to clap, let's clap. Okay, where's the clipboard? We want to get that around for anybody who's new. It's going out this way. Raise your hand if you haven't yet signed it and you want to sign it and you're new here tonight. All the newbies that have not signed it and want to, raise your hand. we got one over here. Let's keep that thing moving. Okay, once in a while, every couple months, three months, we split up the guys and the gals. Gals and guys can't, it's hard on them to be split up from you, but sometimes we do this so we can talk about things and the girls can talk about things. And uh, I said that the, the girls are going to be upstairs and guys downstairs, but um, because we're going to do some different things, the guys are going to be upstairs. Girls, you stay here. So girls now, you move in to this room and we're going to take the next hour or so Guys with guys and gals with gals. We also have an offering plate here at Communitas. If you're a new one, that's not for you. 
But uh, if you're a part of this community, still keep listening while you're moving. If you're